This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and their challenges. Today we have Michelle and Michelle helps mindful business leaders, founders and entrepreneurs grow businesses, make an impact and love what they do. Her approach is holistic. She believes that as leaders, when we are balanced in mind, body and soul and armed with excellent business strategies, we can achieve so much more without the burnout. Her mission is to help small and large business leaders reconnect to their values, re-energize their being, and remember their purpose. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Fleur. Hi, Lydia. <laughs> Hi. We're so happy to have you here today, but can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Certainly. Um, firstly, thank you so much for inviting me on. Um, so my name is Michelle Ryan. I am the founder of a coaching business called The Holistic Leaders. I'm a business coach for founders, leaders and entrepreneurs, as you've mentioned. I have just launched my business, so it's about four months old at this point, but I have um, an extensive business background, so I can tell you a little bit more about that. Um, I'm Irish, as you may pick up from my accent. Um, I'm currently based in Ireland, but I was actually in London uh, for about 14 years. So my background was in recruitment. I became a recruitment director and worked in the city of London for a very long time. I really loved it. What an amazing city. And I just, I cut my teeth in business and in life. Um, a baptism of fire is probably a way to describe London. But, you know, it worked. I'm, I'm quite spirited. I'm quite a wild little human as well. So I think <laughs> London, London um, fed me well for a number of years. So I was in recruitment for a, a very long time. I then received coaching myself in 2016, which opened up this world of coaching to me and I guess how would I describe myself I'm very I'm multi-passionate as a person I love business but I love well-being as well I love health and nutrition and exercise yoga breath work uh, you name it I'm interested in it you know (laughs) so what else I'm in Ireland at the moment I left London in 2020 just before the pandemic sort of descended around us and I've been in pretty much in Ireland for the last two years with a bit of travel when things have opened up so that's a little bit about me to start with that's lovely and and I love hearing kind of like you know yeah I was in recruitment London suit me I was in that wild environment I guess I'm curious about two things because I think you were mentioning 2016 that's kind of when you got introduced to coaching and I'm guessing that that's the moment that you sort of became more interested in that for yourself and pursuing perhaps that career. So, yeah, I'm curious to hear a bit more like, you know, what did you find in, in coaching that you were like, oh, hang on a minute, this looks interesting. I'm going to go down this path. Let's be curious about this. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, 2016 was a big year for me. I think the precursor to coaching, as often happens, was sort of a 
what is going on? You know, I, I was 10 years in London. I think there's a lot of things happening globally at that point. We had the Brexit vote come in. Trump was coming into power. And all of a sudden, I just felt maybe just this little veil was lifted and I just felt very disconnected, you know, with my job. We just hired some amazing people in the team, but I just wasn't really feeling it. And I really had felt very passionate about my job for a very long time. I was very lucky with, you know, my my co-directors, you know, the, the people who'd hired me, the team I got to hire. And all of a sudden I wasn't feeling that anymore. And I realized I was very disconnected from myself at that point. I was leading from the neck up. It was all intellectual. It was mind based. I'd forgotten my intuition, my gut instinct. I wasn't looking after myself. I was working 60 hours all week and then I was partying all weekend. You know, I didn't even think of the health of my mind, the health of my body. Certainly wasn't thinking about my soul. You know, I was so spiritually disconnected as well. But then it was like, 2016 things kind of came to a head and I actually I didn't want to leave the job I had invested too much in it and I actually knew it wasn't about the role it was about me myself so I actually engaged with a coach who um, a a guy called Ali Gray he's incredible an incredible incredible guy he runs a coaching school but he was an ex-recruiter he got into coaching himself and then I received coaching and Honestly, it sounds like a big statement, but it changed my life. It changed my perspective. Um, Nothing around me changed. My colleagues were the same. My bosses were the same. Political situation was the same, but everything changed in terms of my ability to handle issues, to speak up for myself, to ask for help. I'd never asked for help in 10 years. I never asked for help. And as soon as I did, I received it, you know, so there was massive, massive shifts. I think I'd gotten maybe into sort of a victim mentality and I was a little bit of blame and a little bit of finger pointing. And then I realized there's so much I can work on myself and so much I could control within myself and I couldn't control others, but I could, you know, work on myself every day and coaching opened my eyes to all of that. Um, It was incredible. And then I think, as you probably both experienced after receiving coaching, you think I want in on this magic. How can I how can I help? Because I had this big team. They were always coming to me with, you know, both personal and business problems. And I wanted to be able to help them. I was working at as best as I could, but I wanted the tools, the skills to be a better leader, to be a better manager, a support, and then to ultimately run the business from a coaching perspective rather than a managerial perspective. So I then trained as a coach in 2017, 2018. And then that changed everything for us in-house as well. I was a nicer leader. I was kinder. I was more empathetic, more patient. And I was more heart-centered instead of trying to lead in that sort of solely masculine way. I started embodying the, the feminine as well and letting, you know, the analytical and the targeted and linear masculine and the, the balance of the the feeling feminine work together, you know, because they must work together. So that really shifted our business as well. Um, so, yeah, you could say coaching really did change a lot for me. <laughs> Quite a long answer. Uh, I, I love hearing that, Michelle, and I've known you for a long time. So I know what a beautiful person you are and how successful you were in business. But to know that, you know, that we all lose our way if we disconnect from who we are and that you were smart enough and aware enough to go and get that support and realize that something was wrong. I think that is the 
is a huge step for everybody, isn't it? That's that first step of realizing I'm not feeling good about this anymore. I haven't got that, what I would say, that inner essence and energy to make a difference. I'm just going through the motions. We run courses. Holistic. Are they holistic? Yeah, because we they're empowered to thrive and we we run them getting people to reconnect to what's important to them. And that's what I can hear you did. You reconnected to who you really are. And that is, like you said, where the magic happens, where the power happens. I'm just wondering what gave you that courage to get the coach in the first place. Because I know lots of people think, oh, something's not right, but maybe this is how life gets as we get older. So what can you answer to that? Yeah, really good question. I like to solve problems, whether they're other people's or my own. <laughs> and I just, I think I've always, you know, I, I was so, I always felt so grateful. I could not believe my luck when I got that job. I was like, are you actually going to pay me to listen to people, to chat to people and then get them really amazing jobs? Like, really? you know, I just could. And then you're going to pay me well. I So I felt so grateful. And then all of a sudden, I didn't feel grateful anymore. And I thought, right, something is going on, you know. Um, and then the courage piece was I just I knew I needed some level of support. And I, I guess at that point, there's a real pride as a leader within a business. You don't really want to reach for support within the business. And I've seen this with the leaders that I now coach because we don't want to admit that anything is wrong as a leader. We're supporting others and we're the people, you know, we're the supporters, you know, let people come to us and we can scaffold them. And um, and I just there, there was an element of pride there, you know, that I wouldn't go to the directors and ask them for support. And then I asked them, they actually paid for my first coach. You know, I said, can I get a coach and can I speak to some? And it felt for me safer to have that space outside the business um, to be really vulnerable, really open up. And my goodness, I, like I cried for the first time in years <laughs> when I got coaching because it was just that space, someone holding space for you like that. It's just, my God, it, I'm sure you both have had coaches and you, you're, you're obviously coaches yourself, but it's such a powerful process. So it was necessity, Fleur, to answer your question. Maybe it was necessity more than courage at that point, I think. <laughs> but I love how you're naming it because for a lot of people, that necessity doesn't transform into courage. That necessity transforms into, well, it is what it is. And they just accept that they are living an okay life or less than okay, but they label it as okay without realizing it that it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, we just call it being on that autopilot because you're just so focused, so in this hamster wheel that looking up and around is not even part of the picture. Like it doesn't even occur to you that that is possible and you just don't act on upon what you can't see. So for you to come to that space of A, because I think that's the other thing particularly that we see in business and particularly in leadership roles, when people look up to you to find those answers for you to feel like I don't have the answer and it's not that I don't have it is that perhaps I don't even care about finding it anymore that is a huge revelation it's a huge piece of awareness but what I loved hearing from your story Michelle was that piece of accountability which not many people put on themselves like the number of times the number of clients that we help 
that is all about others. It's like, oh, the company is not doing this for me. The company is not doing that, which to a certain extent might be true. But to then be able, as you were saying, to realize my colleagues are the same. My bosses are the same. The business is the same. Something has changed in me. And to become aware and hold yourself accountable to make that shift, I think is really powerful. So first, congratulations on doing that. And then be, yeah, I mean, to anybody listening to us, I guess, let's not wait until that becomes a need or a necessity. Like, you know, we frequently say we jump when the house is on fire and how hard it is to jump when the house is on fire, right? So what do you think, you've been doing this for quite a while now, what are the challenges you're seeing leaders face? Mm. There's so many flair at the moment, as you can imagine, but a lot of a lot. Again, it's it's the internal work we, we keep. I think it is so easy for us to look at everything that's wrong with everyone else, you know, our business, our colleagues, our clients um, and everything comes back. And I'm not saying it, it, it's all or it's not an it, it's accountability. It's not blame, if that makes sense. It's not about blaming ourselves for anything and saying everyone else is correct either there's a real balance in it and I think the challenges are it's the disconnection so my values my business values and my personal values are connection energy purpose and freedom okay so that's how I want to run my business that's how I want to to run my life basically and you know to speak of connection the if we're having difficulties at work, if we're having difficulties in our business, so much of it can be down to we're not connecting with our clients, our customers, our audience. Um, it depends what business we're working in, but our colleagues are, are, you know, our partners or collaborators. If that connection isn't happening, then I bring it back. I'll say, can we like, let's pause that for a moment and let's look at the loop, the connection with yourself how are you speaking to yourself? You know, the mind-body connection, the your energy as well. That My next value, what energy are you bringing into work every day, especially as a leader? And that was another thing I had to become very aware of. You are that pebble that drops in the pond, you know, and the, the reverberations from that and the energy that comes out from a leader, which means if you are on the ball and you are vibrating at a high level and you are bringing your A game, it's so powerful because you can impact your team. Then they leave having had a great day and the ripple effect of the leader is huge. Okay. But if you're being a shitty leader and you're bringing your own stuff, and this is me referencing myself, uh, you know, over 14 years, you can imagine I was really in and out of that. My energy was not always vibrant and joyful and loving. And I'm very much in that space now, but I definitely oscillated, you know, back in the day. So it was that responsibility for the energy piece and what we're bringing in. So when I'm working with clients now, I let obviously I let them speak about everything that's manifesting the difficulties, the challenges, but ultimately it's about empowering the self, bringing it back to the self, looking at the energy, the accountability, but their why, their purpose, you know, are they connected to their purpose anymore? Especially our entrepreneurs, they have set up this business. It's not like they've joined a business and become an accidental leader and now they're leading a huge corporate team. An entrepreneur has set up this business. They've chosen to do so. 
And then if they're feeling disconnected with that, it's just reminding them again, you know, what is your why? What is your purpose? Um, and if that's been lost, it can be found again. Absolutely can. You know, so it's 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 guiding them through all of these facets to understand their challenges at a micro level first and then to look at the macro is probably the easiest way to explain it. But the challenges are infinite. You know, it's um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many. And the I mean, it's a brand new landscape right now. So it's people working from home. It's remote working. It's managing teams at a distance. It's increasing budgets. You know, I've got clients in different sectors. They, they all have different manifestations, but a lot of it does come back to themselves, how they're navigating themselves at a body, mind, soul level, because that's how I coach the holistic leaders. It's body, mind, soul, business. Those are the four pillars. So I will use those to guide the coaching process. Mm. What I'm hearing, and that's sort of the analogy that is coming to my mind, is that coaching being a marathon as opposed to a sprint which I totally like you know I agree is putting in the effort and the training and getting there and knowing that you're in it for the long run as opposed to let's just do this quickly go with the finishing line and then that's the end of it but I'm curious to hear understanding that you know how you went through that process yourself too how did you manage to keep that energy, that stamina, that motivation up? Like, you know, are there any routines that you put in place or perhaps you're still using today to help you keep this mindset strong? Because let's face it, when is this such long process in a way, is easy to lose sight of the finishing line and say, I give up now. So what kept you there? Yeah. Oh, my God. We could have a whole hour on this alone. I mean, I love rituals. I love routines and I love having a very, very full toolbox when it comes to navigating life and business. So I guess the easiest way to sort of frame it would be to come back to, again, the, the pillars. So the body, mind, soul, business, you know, so every week at the, I love the beginning of a week. I love the beginning of a month because I find them very grounding and I can then sort of forward plan, you know, but each day I'm asking, what does my body need? What does my mind need? What does my soul need? And what does my business need today? So if I can ask those four questions, you know, and I'll often do it the night before so that I can plan and I can know how I'm navigating my day. But once upon a time, I would have just asked, what does the business need? You know, when I worked in London, it was what the business needed. What does everyone else need? And then everything else came at the back of it. I didn't I didn't go to the gym for a decade. I didn't exercise. I lifted pints. I didn't lift any weights. You know, this is this is my life, you know, and I didn't have that inquiry. I didn't have that dialogue with myself on a daily basis. So I dialogue with myself all the time. You know, what do I need in this moment? What do I need? Um, so in terms of tools, you know, I love waking up early. I love getting ahead of the day. I'm training in Reiki at the moment. So my very first thing will be I'll do Reiki in the morning um, and then I'll do my journaling straight after because I find that my mind then, you know, I'll have you, you can have certain thoughts and inspiration that will come through. So I'll just do some free writing. Um, so I'll always do. I love writing, um, even though it might be gibberish to the outside world. For me, it's a real way of just expressing and getting out what's on my mind, just doing a bit of a brain dump. So then I will I will meditate. 
I've gotten gotten in a good habit now. But again, this is none of this is done to perfection. I need to be really honest and open about that. I have my tools, but they're not always all the time and absolutely spot on. But I do try and engage them because I know how they make me feel when I do. I will move every day. So for the body, I will move every day, whether that's a walk, a little 20 minute hit session, yoga. But there will be some form of movement even for 10 minutes. I'm quite intentional about that. Um, I do breath work for the body, um, for the mind, um, meditation. Um, I'm doing a lot of cold exposure at the moment, which is uh, I've got this little tub and I fill it with ice and I breathe and I sit in that and people think I'm an absolute lunatic for doing it. You guys <laughs> can't see it. Flair and I are laughing out loud because Flair is very much into the cold treatment as well. I am from Spain. I'm allergic to cold. Like from a physical <laughs> perspective, I get a physical reaction. So I'm not quite there yet, but I'm trying. Uh, it's wonderful because for me it is body mind soul and actually it even brings in the fourth pillar because I've just been doing this challenge this these last five days and I've been chatting about it with my clients and I have discovery calls coming off the back of doing this cold exposure so interestingly that one thing is embodying all the four pillars of the business so yeah though the tools I guess there's a lot of tools in, in the toolbox and I dip in and I reach in regularly knowing that if I do this my energy is maintained my joy is maintained you know oh the soul part I haven't touched on that again what are we doing that actually just lights us up you know and I'm so big on that now I'm just all about the joy I'm like follow your bliss because before I was quite punishing about life had to be tough and for me to have a director title I need to be serious you know now I'm like nah just have a laugh and I just I really try to bring that into my coaching because I'm working with partners in law firms and tech entrepreneurs creative entrepreneurs these are the incredible incredible people and I'm just like don't forget the fun and we will just have a lot of fun as well and that's a big thing you know mm-hmm. I love that you're saying that yeah I was co- I was coaching a guy yesterday again he's got he's an entrepreneur and we went through, you know, the will of life and all these different areas. And he was so successful in every area. But then fun, low. Joy, low. Creativity, low. All the things that give you that burst of happiness. You know, he can remember the last time he laughed. Everything was so strategic. And that, you know, we're humans that come to business. And like you said earlier, that if we don't bring the best human to the business how can we possibly be creating the best business because businesses are made up of human people and we've become like robots it's so sad that we've lost that human element which creates the magic and we've been like you know let's not forget for two years it's been all about survival like physically and environmentally survival because there's you know it still is the pandemic COVID is still very much alive and kicking but it's been all about preservation let's make sure that we get through so fun enjoyment they've been brought to the bottom of the list because there simply was not a space for them to exist or at least not in the same manner that we thought before. Um, I'm really enjoying reading a book right now, The Power of Fun by Catherine Price. Really recommend that you read it if you haven't. But that brings all back and is, again, from a science perspective, why fun is so needed in our lives. Why do you need to have fun in order to become this happy, fulfilled, 
more kind, more compassionate, more vulnerable, more open, diverse and inclusive person. Because otherwise, unless you are having that, you know, side of the table looked into, you're going to be unbalanced. And at some point, you're just going to flop. And I loved hearing what you were saying, Michelle, about having that internal dialogue in the morning as that routine, like, you know, what do I need? What does the business need? What does my brain, what does my body? Such a beautiful ritual to put into perspective because, you know, I was having a chat with a couple of, of colleagues from uh, a course on, on presence and, and embodiment that I'm doing. And one of them was saying that she had a session with a somatic coach the first time. And it was like, how does your leg feel? And her natural response was to say, oh, I think it feels, I haven't asked you, how did you think? I'm asking you how you feel. And she was shocked because, and I think this is something that we do as human beings, we don't check in on our feelings. And in a way, we've become a bit disconnected from the feeling itself. It's something that feels a bit alien to all of us. I was coaching a female yesterday as well. She's in the med. I'm not going to say exactly what she does, but she's in medicine. And she had no connection below her neck. Nothing. So when we were doing somatic presence-based coaching, which is part of uh, my coaching, she just said, no, it's totally numb. There's nothing. I cannot sense into it. And she actually is somebody who makes people better through the body because she's in medicine. It's, it's incredible how disconnected, as you said, that we actually come from our body, our feelings, our emotions, and we become like these robots, don't we? Absolutely. But the amazing thing is we can reconnect again. And this is why, you know, these tools are here and I'm, Maybe I'm in an echo chamber, but there's so many incredible coaches out there. And I'm just I'm always listening to podcasts and reading the books. And there is just a library of ways to reconnect again. And there's such heart centered, incredible people doing this work, sharing this work, you included, you know, to to, I suppose, just destigmatize the whole thing as well you know and that softening is okay and that you can be especially as a woman you can be a leader and be kind and be soft you know because the narrative has been quite different but I'm seeing a shift and it is so exciting to witness and actually be part of and to 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 know that there there is a way of reconnecting and to even just do some dancing with our clients you know on a client call we will do energetic shaking I will get some tribal music on um, you know <laughs> Lucia's <laughs> laughing because she often gets us to dance in our courses and you can see some of the people's faces like really <laughs> they join they join cameras on and off but they do it <laughs> so Michelle what is the one question that you wish we had asked you which we haven't oh do you know one of the most powerful questions I've ever been asked and it was by my friend we were just out for a night she's my best friend since we were 13 and she said shell are you happy and it was in 2016 and it and I wasn't at that point I wasn't and it just this time because I have a fabulous talent for overcomplicating things you know <laughs> give me all the books and let me study and this simple gorgeous question are you happy 
because uh, if you ask me a question, I will tell you the truth. And I couldn't lie to her and I couldn't lie to myself in that moment. And I think if you ask me that question now, I would say absolutely. You know, I feel like because I think it's such a simple, beautiful, but powerful question, which is why I would like to, I suppose, I ask people it all the time. Um, and the response now is, yes, I'm very, very happy, you know, even two years after pandemic and new business and all of the things, I don't know, this this whole world, this connection to the self, it's allowed me to ride the waves of life and take joy in the smallest things. And it's just been this journey that has allowed this to happen. So, yeah, you're, you're grateful for the 2016s that come up in our life to then create this trajectory so that you can go yeah yeah I'm actually delighted I'm good yeah, so, yeah you yeah. normally have to you sometimes you have to hit that rock bottom don't you before you reevaluate and get yourself back on track again so it's lovely to hear you're happy because I always know you as a happy bubbly person with so much spirit so that makes me quite sad to think you weren't happy but I know that we all have to go through that mm. <laughs> so thank can, you Michelle that was very a very candid response that was beautiful to hear as well so thank you for sharing that thank you and can you sum up in one sentence how you've made your life better oh goodness not being afraid to know myself and be myself mm, beautiful <laughs> beautiful wow thank you michelle it's been it's been lovely to have you on the show i i feel like i've, I've learned and my spirit has been lifted as well so thank you so much for sharing so much with us. I'm, I know we're going to put on the episode notes how people can find you and connect with you. So just one click away. So everybody listening, look out for those. But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, for being with us today. It's been absolutely lovely. Oh, and if, thank, you, thank you, Fleur. And if someone doesn't click, do you want to just give them a quick shout of where to find you? Sure. So at the Holistic Leaders, so you can find me on Instagram at the dot holistic dot leaders. Um, my full name is Michelle Ryan. So I'm also on LinkedIn and I am, where else am I? Yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram. My website is www.theholisticleaders.com. It's oh, amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you for being so honest and vulnerable and just so full of wisdom. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for our listeners for joining us for one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share the love. Share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it. Like, leave a comment and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, stay well, stay safe and stay inspired. Much love.